Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella and welcome back to the Listen In series. This is just a fun thing that I'm doing for the next few weeks where in between interviews, I am sharing phone calls where I am talking with one of you. So today's listener is Chrissy Vondersit. Chrissy, how are you? Hi, Ella. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Uh, We've been friends in social media for a long time. I know you're coming to Arizona in April, which I'm totally stoked about. Hey, I know. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Chrissy, tell us a little bit about you. I am a mother of three. I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. I am a longtime listener and fan, and I'm just super excited to be talking to you today. Do you remember how you came in contact or across paths with the On Air with Ella show in the first place? I do. I About 10 or 11 years ago, I was done having kids. I was, you know, super overweight and tired and just, you know, exhausted. And so I was kind of on this like health and fitness kick. And I literally just kicked it into gear. I lost a bunch of weight, about 60 pounds, which is so Jeez. crazy. And just by exercising and eating right, and it was just, it took me about a year, but it was super fun and motivating. And then after that year, and just, uh, until today, I've been on a mission to try to like hang on to that and maintain it. So I'm always doing research and, you know, trying to figure out what the latest and greatest is, because sure. believe me, I've tried it all. And so I've been on this journey with you, listening to every single one of your podcasts. Um, you speak to me in so many levels on, on the show with health and fitness and, you know, all kinds of, um, you know, kind of stuff I've been following with. So you've been a huge help to me. I'm honored, obviously, to be any part of your journey, but what a journey you've had. That's amazing. Good job, you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, I want to do just kind of what we've had fun doing. And I just want you to ask me the questions that I know are top of mind for you and so many others. Okay, Chrissy, do you have a question for me? I do. So I'm so curious. Your energy is just insane, you know, off the hook. And it's something we all just want to be. And I'm just wondering, do you, are you always like this? Do you ever have down days? You know, how do, how can we you know, get some of your energy that you have. (laughs) A lot (laughs) of cold brew coffee. (laughs) Like a lot. Um, First of all, thank you. My husband's like, could you turn it off, please? (laughs) I'm just kidding. He loves me. God help him. But in all seriousness, yes, I have down days. Yes, I have down hours. Yes, I have down periods all the time. So not only energetically, you know, just from a like motivation point of view or just, you know, the get off the sofa-itis, like that thing. I have that and then I also have periods where I'm, I don't know, dark, cloudy in my head. You, you know what I mean? And I've, yes. never, I've never had any anxiety disorder or depression or anything of that nature. Uh, nothing like that. Now, a couple things to get on the table. One is doing this show and talking with you guys. And I mean, I get super charged when I get to talk with you or even when I get to do a show, I'm thinking about you guys. I'll even read your emails before I go on the show, you know, if it's just me. Every time I turn on the microphone, I feel like I'm hanging 
hanging out with you. Does that make, is that so weird? Yes, that's great. So I definitely get an enormous amount of energy from just doing the show. There's that. But I'm also like a fairly gregarious person. That's true. But I think it's so important to just acknowledge that some days I wake up and I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do this thing called life today. (laughs) (laughs) And those are real. I just think it requires mental muscle. And But you know what really, truly works for me, Chrissy, which I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this has worked quite well for you too, is just to take the first step. And I don't even mean that in some lofty, you know, super motivational way. I mean, literally, like, just go. Just get started. Momentum begets momentum. Do you find that the case whenever you're, like, in a slump and need to kind of motivate? Absolutely. And that's why I turn in my turn on my on air with Ella podcast. <laughs> and then I get going. <laughs> well, I have this thing I say in my head and I'm like, I can sit on my ass or I can get up and kick it. <laughs> right. I know. I love that. Yes. I love that. Yeah. The other thing that I want, you didn't really ask about this, but I'm going to go ahead and just be super candid about it. I think it would be so misleading to also lead you guys to believe that I'm, like I said, always sunny. I mean, I am not naturally optimistic by any means. In fact, I always, I'm I'm quite the realist is what I call it. Some people would call it a pessimist. But honestly, I don't look for the negative. I just am able to see both sides of everything, I feel like, to a fault. And I just think it requires mental muscle to not let yourself sit there. Like, I don't want to be that person that grows more and more negative the older I get. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I know. I hear you. I tell my kids all the time that, you know, you have to be really careful who you hang out with because you become who you hang out with most of the time. So if you're hanging out with negative people, it's going to rub off on you. So I think that is super important. Chrissy, you have just hit the nail on the head, right? So I'm so glad you said that. That's so important. Yes, absolutely. I have a question for you. Did you find when you were going through this journey of sort of finding yourself again, it just sounds like you sort of got back to you and got back to basics and got back to feeling good in your body. And it doesn't sound like you did a whole lot of complicated stuff. You just stuck to the basics. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. It was old school. It was just eating well and moving. And, um, you know, I do feel like I kind of got back to who I was. But the more you kind of focus on yourself, the more you dig, the more there is to learn. And, you know, it kind of goes on and on from there. That's why it's such a blessing that, you know, all these podcasts that we can hang out with these people through podcasts, um, it's so great to fulfill your, you know, world with that positive knowledge and all the good things that are out there. My question for you is, as you went along this journey, did just any of your peers or friends or family members struggle with you blossoming? Kind of, because it did change things. You know, I was always up for anything and, you know, going out and drinking wine or, you know, getting a babysitter where the kids are really little and going do this and that. And I kind of like reeled everything in. I was on a health kick. I was trying not to do that so much. And even when the weekend came, I tried to, you know, keep a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, I really, really, really wanted my energy back. So it was a little at first, a little bit, you know, offsetting to some. Yeah, it can be a little bumpy. And the reason I ask is just because, you know, sometimes the people in our most intimate circle struggle with us wanting to grow and wanting to be better or be what we think is a better version of ourselves. And it's so funny that you mentioned that intimate circle and then also podcast in the same breath, because that's literally like, I have mentors who have never met me and don't know me from Adam. And I have these mentors who have taught me so much because I listen to their work for free. Yes, right. Exactly. I always say you're you're my coach. You know, if you're struggling in a certain area in life, like get a coach, right? Like get someone that knows it well. And even if something that you don't know the area so well, you go out and find the expert in that area and um, bring them on the show. And I feel like 
you're my coach on, on many, many things. That's why it's been so great to kind of follow you through this, this journey. Well, I think this is encouraging to anyone who feels like, you know, a lot of people have family members who are trying to keep them down or they feel mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Whether it's true or not, or partially true, right? Or their mm-hmm. mate, right? Their partner in life is scared of their growth and scared of their evolution. Or maybe you just have friends who like their form of entertainment is to knock each other down or knock other people down, which is probably more likely. And, you know, yes. and, ju- and just like hate on things that are good and, you know, represent growth and, you know, super, super cynical. That stuff is fully contagious. And what I love about this world is that we can immerse ourselves in other circles of intimacy without even knowing these people really, but still being immersed in that and surrounding ourselves with the people who we want to be like. Right. Absolutely. Good. Okay. What's next? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here's another question I had. Um, A lot of my peers, I am surrounded by an awesome group of women who are my good friends. They motivate me and they're awesome. We're all kind of like in this, in this phase right now where our children, our teenagers are getting older. They're going off to college, kind of leaving the nest. And I um, am wondering if you can kind of help us um, or have some advice to moms, how to successfully transition from being, you know, the caretaker and to, you know, having these children leave the nest without being weepy and sad and, and, you know, worrying about them. I want to be able to maintain, you know, being strong and moving on to the next chapter in, in life. Wow. This is a big one. And it's so powerful. And the first thing that I want to do is just acknowledge that everyone is going to have their own experience when they have kids or if they have children now. And I would never, ever, ever propose that I'm sitting on high and advising people on how to do that. Okay, so I want to get that out on the table. But I definitely have a perspective, of course. (laughs) But so I just want to kind of honor the fact that everybody's like doing the best that they can. And I think our generation is like kind of screwing this up a little bit. Like, I don't know <laughs> what happened <laughs> in the past generation or two where we are so afraid of launching our children or right. we're so afraid of them ever being hurt or ever suffering any inconvenience, or much less a hurt feeling or wounded pride. I don't understand where we got this mess. I don't, I literally don't understand. Like, I can't wait to sort of look back when, when people can write about this because we're, you know, we're several decades down the line and sort of explain how our generation turned into such coddlers to be perfectly honest with you. Now I'm going to go a little bit left of center and then I'll come back to the question at hand, but I want to open this up to people who are just raising children. What you're talking about is children who are about to launch and I think the way that I'd like to answer this is probably applicable. You can take it worth a grain of salt, but applicable to you no matter where you are if you plan to have children in your life or if you currently do. Because I just have this philosophy that is, I think, different than a lot of people's. And it may resonate and it may not, but I'll be really honest with you. I don't feel like my child is mine. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Don't freak out. I feel like he is on loan to me, that I was gifted this role. Like, guess what? You were chosen to be his mom and he was chosen to be your son. And what an enormous blessing, but it's not ownership. To me, he's lent to me and my job is to do all the things that fall into my arena to grow this man. 
and, and, and his dad too, and his grandparents, and his cousins, and his friends, and the intimate relationships that he develops, of which I'm only one. Mm-hmm. I'm only one. I'm a huge one. <laughs> yeah. Know? But Chrissy, he's not mine. He is a future man who has to live in this world. He may or may not be somebody's spouse, but he sure as heck will be somebody's other in lots of right. different capacities. He'll be somebody's coworker or boss or leader in some way, or he'll support somebody or he'll love somebody or he'll have children. It's my job to contribute everything I have to get him there, but he's not mine. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. That perspective is something that I had never even thought about. I mean, that is, that is huge. Um, you know, instead of looking at it, like there are possession and we want them to turn out what, what we think that they should be. Yeah. Um, we're just helping them along being who they should be. I love that perspective so much. It's not easy. I'm not pretending for a second that I'm not mama bear, right? But yeah. when I when I remind myself of this that I know to be true for me, I'm not imposing this on anyone else. When I when I remind myself of this that I know to be true for me, it gives me a real dose of clarity because it's my job to do the very best that I can to love and support him. It's not my job to protect him from getting his feelings hurt or right. from suffering failure or suffering consequences of his own actions because that's not growing a man. Right, right, exactly. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Okay, I want to talk about us, though. So that's my perspective on my boy, okay? But let me bring us into the picture now. Some things that we do that we should just, like, get on the table here is we, of course, and we make this our identity, and so then when our kids are being removed from us, whether that's because they've started school or because they're leaving for college, or because they just don't, they don't, you know, they don't need us as much. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Because there's fear throughout every bit of the timeline. Yes, there is. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And a lot of that fear is that, well, if we aren't that to them, then who, who am I? Right. Who am I? And another thing that we do is, especially when it comes to empty nesting or kids flying the coop, right? When that happens, it removes, this is really tough, it removes some of the excuses for us not doing the thing we know we are here to do. Exactly. That's scary. (laughs) That's a big one. (laughs) That's That's a big one because it's like, you know, when you're, especially you're a mom of how many? Three. Okay. Three boys. Three boys. That didn't keep you busy. (laughs) Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> okay, you're a mom of three. That is so consumptive. Just just like driving. Driving alone is like inc- much less like feeding them or clothing them. <laughs> right. <laughs> like any of those things, right? Just the driving alone is like a part-time job, it, much less all the other part-time jobs that are wrapped into parenthood. Okay, when we take our kids out of our full-time picture, we, we have fewer and fewer excuses. They were legitimate excuses. Don't get me wrong, but we have fewer and fewer excuses, fewer barriers between us and the thing we're here to do or the things that we're here to do. And that, my friend, is a very vulnerable place. And a lot of people would like to turn a blind eye to that feeling because it's scary. Yes, absolutely. And I don't have a neat and tidy answer for you. I mean, this is what a lot of the work that I do is, you know, and these are conversations we'll continue to have. And this is stuff that I do in my own coaching work with people. But I just want to acknowledge it because I think there's benefit in calling it what it is. It's not just, you know, us allowing ourselves to get caught up in the emotional drama of our children evolving and growing and launching. 
But it's also this big gaping chasm that is like, what am I doing next? Wow, that's huge. You're absolutely spot on. Well, let's leave it there and we'll we'll have a think on that. And then if we want to talk about this more, you guys, just let me hear from you and we'll talk about it more. <sighs> okay, let's do one more. What else you got for me? Oh, I get so many things. I could talk to you forever and we get to do that in Arizona. I don't know. Is there anything that I'm missing? Something that we haven't really touched on that, that I should be asking you? Is there anything you can think about? Well, I, you know what, Chrissy, you really inspired me with your first couple of questions. So let me just say something in that vein, because I kind of glossed over it and it's really, really important to me. So there's this parable. Okay. I'm going to go full cheesy on you here. (laughs) Okay. Love it. (laughs) There's this parable that a lot of people will be familiar with. It's the tale of two wolves or I don't know. It's the wolf parable, maybe. Let's call it that. Okay. And basically the essence of the parable is a grandfather is talking with his grandson and he says, you know, there are two wolves inside of us, which are always at war with each other or sort of competing, right? To be the alpha inside of us. And one of them's good. And it represents things like love and courage and kindness. And I would say like positivity and some of the words we've used today, you know what I mean? Yes. The other one is fear, which is also we've talked about. So the bad wolf represents things like fear and and contempt and cynicism and, and greed. And at the end of the day, fear. Yes. In the parable, the grandson is thinking about the wise words of his grandfather, who is far more eloquent than I. (laughs) He says, okay, they're at battle with each other. Who wins? And the grandfather says, the one you feed. Right. If somebody with more gravitas had told you that parable, you'd be so moved right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I am. That is so huge. Well, that came to my mind in the beginning of our conversation because I'm like, you know what? I think that's true of everybody. And I've got a pretty vocal black wolf. I think a lot of people do. And sometimes we repress it or suppress it. Mine's there. Like he's definitely there. (laughs) Yeah, right. I think we all have that. Right. And I'm never going to pretend like I don't. But I think there's so much more power in acknowledging it and then really making an effort to feed the white wolf. Yes. Yes. I love that. That's the message that I think we should leave everybody with today. It's like, in what way can you feed the white wolf? In what way can you feed yourself positivity? Maybe it's not that reality show where everybody's screaming at each other. Maybe you actually turn it off. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know, or the people that you're hanging out with, which wolf are they feeding in you? Yes. I love that. All right. You've been a champ. Thank you for this. Thanks, Ella. It's so nice to talk to you. You inspire me so much. It just, it gives me so much. I love doing meetups with people. I love having phone conversations with people and I love having my little conversations behind the microphone, even when it's all by myself, because you guys just give me (laughs) so much inspiration. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ella. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.